Nights at 25 minutes past 12 from Women Radio 91.7, Nigeria's first and only radio station for women and their families. Thank you very, very much for keeping us locked into this DAO. If you are just joining us, my name is Blessing Agbeta, and this is a first responder story on Women Radio 91.7. This is where we are discussing the work that has been done so far, the success, the challenges, and the way forward in ending violence against women and girls. Now, this has been put together by Women Radio 91.7 to actually spotlight first responders who provide first-hand help and support to survivors of sexual and gender-based violence in commemoration of the 16 Days of Activism, um, a global campaign which started from November 25, the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, and of course, which will end on December 10, which is the Human Rights Day. Today is the day eight of the 16 days of activism um, with the theme unite invest to prevent violence against women and girls and like i said earlier on the show while we were waiting and anticipating that our guest would join us on the show i said today we will be speaking with christy abayomi oluwole global hope for women and children Foundation and yes, she's right here with me on the show. Hello, Christy. Good to have you on the show today. Hello, good afternoon. It's my pleasure to be here. My name is Christy Abayomi Oluwole. I'm the CEO of Global for Women and Children Foundation. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Mm, thank you very much. It almost seems that we're not going to have you on the show, but thank you very, I'm so, very I'm much. I'm so sorry. It was, a, it was a, an internet connectivity problem. All right. Thank you very much. It's so good to have you on the show anyways. All right. Um, I'd like us to start the conversation this way. As an organization, Global Hope for Women and Children Foundation. Now, let's talk about this. How have you been responding to gender-based violence so far? Uh, especially in the locality where you work. Thank you very much. Uh, like you know, Global for Women and Children Foundation is a non-governmental organization that uh, promotes and protects the rights of women, children, and other vulnerable populations. Uh, we work across seven states in Nigeria, and uh, all we do, we do not work in isolation. Uh, we build synergy with like-minded organizations, governments, state and non-state actors, to ensure that women's rights are protected. As you know, women's rights are human rights, and we want to ensure that women have the opportunity even to reach their utmost possibility potential without being uh, uh, seen as a class citizens and I want to ensure that when uh, before even the violation of rights we do a lot of prevention activities to ensure that uh, the rights of women are protected and to ensure that women are prevented from abuse harassment and exploitation and uh, we do that by working with state and non-state actors in all the states where we work. And precisely in Kora State, we are being supported under the Women's Rights and Leadership Nigerian Project, which is uh, supported by Action Aid Nigeria, mm. which is uh, funded from Global Affairs Canada, mm. to ensure that uh, women are protected and uh, to, to ensure that we, are, uh, we have adequate response to cases of sexual and gender-based violence. And in doing this, we we, we work with other uh, stakeholders like uh, the judiciary, uh, the law enforcement agencies, civil society organizations, ministries, departments, and agencies that work on uh, 
protecting the rights of women. So we uh, ensure that responses are got and we ensure that perpetrators are brought to book and that even the survivors are given uh, some kind of comfort, that survivors are, are given some support, including medical support, including legal support, and even some uh, trauma management, uh, psychosocial support, and emotional stability, so that they will recover from their trauma. And so both we work both um, in the preventive aspect and the response as aspect. And uh, to do this, we have been able to collaborate even with the Kwara state government to put up a shelter home for survivors of uh, gender-based violence. The, the building was given by the state government is actually a dilapidated structure, mm -hmm. but with funding from Asha Aid and Global Affairs Canada, we were able to renovate the uh, building, equip it, and put it in place. Uh, and to date, we have had about 110 survivors that have been able to uh, receive some support through the shelter. And over, overall, we've been able to give some other support that are, are not just shelter support to 735 women that have gone through abuse. Mm -hmm. And in collaboration with uh, the state government, uh, with funding from Global Affairs Canada, we have been able to uh, strengthen the uh, protection arm of uh, the SGBV committee, which was put in place by the uh, Our Excellency, the uh, First Lady of Kwara State. Mm. So the prosecution arm of that committee was supported through the uh, WVA Nigeria project and with the prosecution arms, mm. uh, we've been able, because either though it's been difficult to get it's been difficult to get justice. Mm -hmm. It's been difficult to prosecute uh, the perpetrators. We keep on supporting the survivors and the perpetrators go scot-free mm -hmm. and they are not being brought to go. Mm -hmm. They go back into the community, even continuing their uh, perpetrating their evil acts. But by strengthening the uh, prosecution arm of the SGBB committee that was put in place by our excellency through the WBL project, we've been able to get a lot of conditions. In fact, we have five uh, judgments, life imprisonments, which uh, through the prosecution committee, we have five court in, in, imprisonment this year alone, mm. and uh, we have gotten about 40 uh, judgments for prosecution, uh, prosecution uh, perpetrators of LGBT uh, acts in Kwara State. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think the success we recorded is the, is the fact that we are we are not working just in isolation, but the fact that we are able to build synergy mm -hmm. with other state and non-state actors and the, with the funding from the actually Nigeria and Global Affairs Canada. And even the capacity, we, we have done a lot of cap, cap, capacity strengthening even for members of the prosecution committee. So through the capacity that they have gotten, uh, they have been able to know what to do at the right time. Up until now, uh, we used to have cases where we start some cases and the cases just die natural deaths. But because the committee has come together and we are strengthened, so it's easy for uh, cases to start and 
get to a logical conclusion. And that's where we are recording the successes that we have recorded to date. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much for the good work you do for humanity. I mean, this is so, so, so commendable. Thank you and well done. All right, so let me ask you, in doing all of these things, what has the experience been like, um, particularly in dealing with survivors of gender-based violence? What are the common perceptions? What are the facts and all of that? Okay. Uh, well, uh, I want to sincerely say that um, the cases we get mostly, and in most cases we have the issue of sexual violence, physical violence, emotional and psychological violence. We even have socioeconomic violence and household traditional practices. But the, the ones that are so rampant are the issue of emotional and psychological violence that our women go through. And uh, there are times that we have issue of even traffic cases. Uh, you know, even people, uh, we have girls that are trafficked out from outside the state, even from outside the country. But because of this synergy that has been built, we've been able to repatriate mm. the, these traffic cases back to their country. But some of the challenges we have right now is that even though the, uh, in current state there is the political will, but we, we don't currently have survival funds. So we depend solely on the donors and partners for funding uh, for cases of SGBB. As little as uh, filing cases at the police station has been a serious challenge, and even medical support, even for to carry out some uh, 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 investigation when cases of rape occur. Uh, so it's been a serious challenge. Funding has been uh, a very difficult thing for survivors. There is no survival funds, and also even the issue of uh, uh, transportation. We don't have uh, a vehicle that takes uh, care of the survival at the point from the point of the uh, scene even to the hospital, down to the police station. So uh, most of the survivors are indigent. So they need to wait until service providers come around before they could do one or two things. So it's been a serious challenge for us. And uh, I believe that uh, with more uh, much support from the government, we will get there. Because the donors will not be there for life. The donors have only come to complement the efforts of the government. Yes, I must admit that Her Excellency, the First Lady of Kara State, is actually trying in her own way. She is doing a lot as far as SGBV intervention is concerned, especially when it comes to the issue of uh, strengthening the system and being passionate about what to do. But the truth is, we still need more commitment from the state government. So it's a serious for instance, the shelter in Paris State that is being run by my organization mm -hmm. with support from Action Aid and Giba Affairs Canada, uh, the WBF projects uh, will be winding up soon. So we need commitment from the state so that uh, the shelter will not lack the support that it requires. Because at the shelter, the, the people are giving the medical support, they are giving psychosocial counseling, they need um, clinical psychologists that will be there for them. They need caregivers that will be there. They need even the services of uh, security men. So all these have been taken care of by the organization either though. So we want a situation for where continuity will not be a challenge, where the state government will take off from wherever the, uh, the funding of the WBO project stop. And then another challenge we experience of recent is the fact that uh, when we, we are able to secure court judgments for um, the perpetrators, mm. we now discover that the community 
is looking for a way to uh, interfere. So we have okay. community and family interference. Mm. So this community and family interference is a serious challenge for us because they discover that now judgment is being done and they don't want uh, perpetrators to uh, be reviewed so that we, instead of them to caution their words uh, and um, the perpetrators, so they are now looking for a way of denying the fact that the act actually took place. So when there are cases during investigation, uh, community interference make it difficult for you even the investigation to be properly to be properly done because they deny the fact that uh, such acts actually took place so it's, it's another challenge for us sensitization have been done and uh, through the awareness and sensitization was where we were able to result uh, record the successes but now we are seeing some kind of connivers uh, in the community so that uh, to, to, to prevent perpetrators from being brought to book. So we want, we need to re-strategize to see how we can make the com uh, community to, to cooperate with us so that uh, perpetrators will not be going scot-free so that the evil acts of SGBV can even stop mm. in totality. Mm. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you yeah. very, very much for what you have said thus far. I mean, from everything, it is, it is obvious that the challenges are very overwhelming, especially when it has to do with, you know, uh, the community and the family interference. I mean, if you think about it, you're trying to get justice for somebody and then the family and the community are trying to interfere um, to obstruct justice. And It can be overwhelming, so I totally understand. And once again, I'm going to say well done for not giving up, for trying as much as possible to be an agent of change, trying so hard to ensure that um, sexual and gender-based violence is something that becomes a thing of the past in our society. Now, let me ask you this. So how well have you created awareness in your immediate communities and beyond when it comes to gender-based violence? Thank you very much. Through the funding on the Women's Voice and Leadership Nigerian Project, uh, Global Hope for Women and Children Foundation has uh, partnered with the State Ministry of Women Affairs okay. and even with other members of the State Rapid Response to go around the 16 local government areas to sensitize community members and even the gatekeepers on the, uh, uh, the, the evil act of the SGBV and also even to popularize the uh, violence against persons prohibition law among the community so that they will know the content of the law, they will know the pro pro provisions for any uh, act that is uh, perpetrated and they will know the repercussion of perpetrating any of the acts. So the content of the VAP law has been uh, popularized in the community. Awareness has been created as to the issues of LGBT uh, in the community as to what constitutes sexual and gender-based violence. I tell you sincerely, during this awareness creation, uh, we even had a lot of success stories. There are communities that uh, even told us categorically that they never knew that uh, female genital mutilation and cutting was uh, an offense. That is, is a practice that they have been over the years, but through the sensitization, they are aware. And we had communities that gave bylaw that henceforth anyone caught 
in the act of uh, female genital mutilation and cutting will be brought to book in the community and we face community judgment. So we've been able to go around the entire system local governments in Paris State in collaboration with the Ministry of Women Affairs and Social Development, with, in collaboration with National Orientation Agency and National Human Rights Commission and other key stakeholders that are members of the state rapid response mm -hmm. team. Thank you. Well done. Thank you very much. So the challenges you talked about earlier, how have you been able to you know, overcome this challenge. So what are some of the things that you have been able to do to stand okay. tall? Thank you very much. Uh, like, um, you know, as a, as a ministry that coordinates the affairs of women and children in the state, that's the Ministry of Women Affairs, mm -hmm. um, they have budgets for their intervention in the states okay. to be able to coordinate effectively. Okay. So we have been able to work with the ministry to look into their uh, budget pre preparation for this year. During the planning, we work with the uh, director uh, research and planning and other key stakeholders in the ministry to see how the issue of funding for uh, survivors of SGBV can be uh, incorporated into the budget of the ministry, especially for the, so that the shelter home that uh, we collaborated with the ministry to put in place can continue to run effectively without any challenge. Then also, with the support of the uh, Excellency, there, is, uh, there are two sexual assault referral centers in Kwara State now. Wow, we wow. have one at the General Hospital mm. in, uh, in Ilori. Then we have one at the Sobi Specialist Hospital. In fact, Our Excellency worked with uh, Blue, my organization, with me in particular, and the Ministry of Women Affairs to put that of the SOBI in place with support from the Nigerian Governor's Forum's wives. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's functional right now with the two free lines that are functional and circulated across board so that when there are cases of uh, sexual and gender-based violence, cases can be referred to the Sexual Assault Referral Center. So we ensure that in the budgets uh, of the ministry this year, we work with the ministry to make uh, provisions for the maintenance and running uh, of the uh, sexual assault referral center and the uh, shelter home that is in the state in Amoya that was put in place in collaboration with the ministry. So these are some of the things we have done. And aside that, we have done a lot of capacity building, even for service providers, even for staff of the ministry. And uh, we trained uh, SGBV referral, referral coordinators across the system local government area. These ones are the ones that are manning the local government area where there are uh, uh, cases of uh, gender-based violence, the, these cases are reported to the SGBV referral coordinators in each of the local government, and the SGBV referral coordinators with the capacities that have been strengthened through GLOWORK and the Ministry of Women Affairs, mm -hmm. they are now able to handle some of the cases, and the ones that are unable to handle, they refer appropriately so that cases do not go bad. And aside that, uh, under the WBA Nigeria project, uh, we have some community-based organizations. Mm. We have 12 community-based organizations that are supported. But four of them are specifically working on sexual and gender-based violence. Mm. So we have been able to uh, train some uh, personnel as paralegal uh, committees in the communities, so that when there are cases beyond the SGBV requirement, coordinators, the paralegal 
committees act as actors that can even handle and settle some of the cases they, they have been caught on their mediation and other things so they, they can handle some cases but the ones that are beyond them are the cases that they refer and like i mentioned earlier the uh, prosecution arm of the sgbb committee that was put in place by our excellency mm -hmm. so the prosecution arm is being supported by global for women and children foundation we meet uh, from time to time and uh, we also handle cases and on the we have a platform when there is a case anybody that comes in contact with the case we report and uh, when uh, one of the stakeholders handles his own portion another person takes over over from there so that we ensure that the cases are sent to a logical conclusion and that's why we have a lot of cases filed in the court we have some that have been uh, addressed and some that uh, are faced uh, uh, prosecution and and because everybody is working uh, in, in unity and in harmony, it's making things easy because no single organization can handle the issue of sexual and gender-based violence. Mm. So the trainings that have been given to these people, the community sensitization and the collaborative efforts that have been put in place, and even the funding that has been uh, released from Asha Aid through Global for Women and Children Foundation is supporting us to record the lots of the successes that we have recorded. And we are sure that even the challenges that have been identified with these strategies some of the strategies that we have put in place we'll be able to get over some of these challenges you know that it's not easy but gradually we are sure that we'll get there mm. all right um thank you very very much for your thoughts on that one um just as we and let me quickly let me quickly add initially we need we used to have issue with the police about no, this project, i was going to ask you but go, go on go on <laughs> So through this project, we have been able to train the divi all the divisional police officers and gender desk mm -hmm. officers, mm -hmm. and uh, they are now responding very well. And what we do is that, you know, for the uh, commissioners of police, they are always changed from time to time. Yeah. So when we have new hands, we make sure that we pay our advocacy visit to them, we build synergy with them so that they can support us in our uh, uh, campaign and in our fight against SGBV. Mm -hmm. So the police uh, gradually getting there, even though we are not fully there. But at least with the collaboration and partnership with the police, we, we have recorded a lot of success, and we are still recording success. In fact, many of times, it's even the police that we call off. Even the DSS that are not to be seen, but only had. When there are cases, the DSS will alert us. And when there are some that we also need to get the attention of the DSS, we do the same. So, and we also have them on this um, our, our uh, prosecution committee. So the prosecution committee uh, comprises of all key and relevant stakeholders, ranging from the uh, law enforcement, uh, enforcement agents, relevant ministry, departments, and agencies. We have the primary care uh, development authority also. So we have representatives from there. So we work in collaboration with all the, uh, the uh, primary clinic mm. also mm. so that we ensure that when cases are brought there, they know what to do. Their capacities have also been built. Mm. Thank you very all much. Right. Uh, thank you very, very much for your thoughts on the show today. I mean, it's been so nice to have you join us on the show. This is 12 Minutes Right Before One from Women Radio 91.7, Nigeria's first and only radio station for 
for women and their families. If you are just joining us, this is uh, um, a first responder story put together by Women Radio 91.7 to spotlight first responders who provide first-hand help and support to survivors of sexual and gender-based violence. In commemoration of the 16 days of activism, um, a global challenge, a global, a global campaign which started um, from November 25, the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women, and um, which would end on December 10, Human Rights Day. My name is Blessing Agueta, and our first responder for the day eight of 16 days of activism. A first responder story is Christy Abayomiluwale, um, the founder of Global Hope for Women and Children Foundation. And so far, hmm. She has said so many things. She has said a lot about, I'm particularly interested and happy about the um, two shelters they have in Kwara State. And she has also been able to mention, you know, her effort in collaborating with um, um, security apparatus, the Ministry of Women Affairs, the wife of the governor. I mean, this is really, really encouraging. Kudos once again. And I'm just going to say, well done. This is what we want to see in the society. We have to, you know, um, ensuring that sexual and gender-based violence is reduced um, in Nigeria. It requires collective efforts, not just one organization, and that is what we're doing as well, even as Women Radio 91.7, trying to spotlight all of this effort so that people are aware. At least if you if you don't have information about it before now, you now know that we have two shelters in Kwara State, just in case you hear of a survivor or you are a survivor and you need a shelter um, for a while so you can take advantage of of this all right um christy just uh, just as we wrap up on the show this morning this afternoon i would like to ask you what are your recommendations for um the government the society religious leaders parents and of course women and girls thank you very much uh, i would like to recommend that uh let's start from the family level because if our boys and girls are treated equally at the family level the boys will know that they need not perpetrate uh, evil acts against the girls. The girls will know their role. And if the girls and the boys know uh, and respect one another with high self-esteem, the girls having high self-esteem, we having um, some skills on how to uh, refuse uh, when they say no making their no to mean no. Because we have a lot of girls that are not assertive and because they were not trained to be assertive and they are easily loved. So we need the parents to go back to their roles. Their roles in training both the male child and the female child, uh, uh, giving the same measure for both children and giving both the male and female equal opportunity. And also as parents, for, uh, we need uh, the spouses to see themselves as equal even though we know that the, the man is the head of the family, mm -hmm. yes, the respect will be given to the man as the head of the family. But the, the female gender should not be treated as a less human. Mm. Both male and female are supposed to be given equal opportunity in decision-making, in even in the roles they play in the family. Then also, even in our schools, because there's currently no safe place even for the girl child or the woman. Because even in the schools, the, 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 the teachers and the colleagues of the girls perpetrate LGBT acts against the girls. Then the 
then for the for the for, for, for in our churches also in our mosques our clergymen are not making lives easy for the uh, female gender because our uh, everybody believes in one religion or the other and they believe in their clergymen so and this the clergyman now takes uh, uh, opportunity of the female gender and they abuse the female gender harass the female gender so we need safe spaces even for our women and our girls alike and then in the community at large we need uh, our community leaders to serve as role models even for our men so that they will know that both male and female are needed to be treated equally then we need to do a lot of uh, uh, encouragement even on the pulpit as imams and as clergymen we need to orientate our people and we need to train our people on the, uh, to better parenting and even on the road to keep male and female uh, to give equal opportunity to the male and the female especially in the aspect of girl child education because the, most of the problem we have today is because our most of our women are not educated and therefore it translates to a low uh, economic power so we want both male and female to be given equal opportunity in school so that they will have at least economic power. So this power play uh, over the female has led to a lot of gender-based violence. So we need to address the issue of inequality. Mm -hmm. So when equality, uh, that's why we are starting from equity, so that the female gender will have more opportunity so that very soon we'll be talking about equality. So when we have gender equality, honestly, the issue of SGBV will be a thing of the past. Right. Then in, politically, mm. we discover that our women are not given the opportunity mm. even to get to the uh, 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 decision-making authority. Thank God for Kwara State. Our governor is gender sensitive and that's why uh, uh, currently in the House of Assembly, we have five women in the House of Assembly. Before now, we had no single woman mm. in the House of Assembly. So we need to improve on our Thank yes. you very much, Christy, for your thoughts on the show. On day eight of the 16 days of activism, acknowledging Nigeria's gender-based violence is very crucial. Now, despite distressing statistics of physical violence, sexual assault, child marriage, and cultural challenges, collective effort of organizations, professionals, and activists to bring hope through awareness, legal advocacy, and vital survivor support, therefore paving the path for a safer and fairer society. Thank you very much, Christy Abayomi Oluwale, the CEO of Global Thank Home you for very Women much for having me. Children Thank you so much. I wish you a happy celebration of Thank the 16 you. days of activism. And here in Kwara State, we are not left behind. Mm. We are also celebrating the 16 days. In fact, it was flagged off by the Ministry of Women Affairs and the Office of Her Excellency. Okay. And I, I, trust, I want you to believe that Kwara State will continue to promote gender equality. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Do well to enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, there you have it from Christy Abayomi-Oluwale, the CEO of Global Hope for Women and Children Foundation. And, of course, she has taken her time to share her story um, as a first responder. So thank you as well to you for being a part of the conversation. Many thanks to the producer, Esther Alaribi, and executive producer, Tung Okewali Shonaya. Join us again tomorrow at 12.05 as we bring on another first responder to tell her story. My name is Blessing Agueta. Good afternoon.